Hello, everybody. Welcome to Banana Split Podcast, episode 23. Once again, we have our wonderful guest, David Baker, who is in the house. Your house. In the house. My house. The chop yes. to my cream. Absolutely. Always and everything. And my name is Vin, and we've got... Patrick over here on the ironing board. And today, we've got a special yearly review. It's been a long one. We've got some comic book movies, epic games, and uh, convention news. And we'd like to wrap it up today. And uh, first off, uh, everyone, how are we going? Uh, great, yeah. I had my work Christmas party um, earlier in the week. Um, so obviously, get that end of year spirits happening right now. So like coming up to Christmas slowdown. Um, haven't got any plans for the holidays. Um, basically just like... Uh, a lot of parties, a lot of hangouts, and it's just choosing which is more convenient and who do I want to hang out with and stuff like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> See my hand waving over here? But yeah, so the same here. Just Christmas. I went to a friend's Christmas party and I got my own coming up for work. God, who does anyone have their own Christmas parties anymore? Is it all just like, oh, work's going to pay for one, so I'll just go to that. But, um, uh, sometimes hosting like you know i don't mm. think i'm set in the adult world yet to yeah. fully host a dinner party and yeah, have wow. all the people over to celebrate christmas and a bit of sherry and oh. you are so suave with those cocktails in your hands in those well that's my pictures. tradition that's my 2017 tradition of um uh david sangria hands if any of you are on my yeah. facebook page um my end of year goal is to go to one of those um shopping center santas Get two jugs of like from Kmart, fill it up with like some Robina or something, and then pose there for a photo on Santa's lap for David Santa Greer hands. Oh my god, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be my Christmas card. It's gonna be a meme, always. And what about you, Patrick? How was your week? Uh, yeah, a lot of work as usual, um, but I got to take the kid to a farm out in um, Fairfield or something, and it had lots of goats and kangaroos and chickens and all sorts of things. So and he was most obsessed with the tractor. Um, he's a machine boy out of yeah. all the animals that the machine he just wanted to presence. play on the tractor okay um, so yeah and I bought him he won't hear this because he's like two so it doesn't matter but I found the largest ever Hot Wheels car park so well those big multi-story things yeah, it's got it's the like, ramps that loops around through the car park levels oh and it's stuff. got everything it's got a shark that jumps out it's got elevators it's got you name it. So I went a bit crazy. Um, no, nah, they're awesome. Like I love those old yeah. Hot Wheels. I think I'll spend more time sets. playing with it than him. <laughs> we'll see. So, um, yeah, no, just uh, thankfully the weather changed. Like it was ridiculously hot for a while there. And because the aircon in my truck doesn't work too well, bring on the uh, rain, which is what happened today. So yeah. it's good. No, it's been rain hailing down. And um, I'm happy for it because it was so like hot for the past few days. It was like tough drive to the Woolies. <laughs> I can't Surely the one good thing shit. about the Camry is that it has aircon. Yeah, no? I mean all the stickers are broken at the back. I mean it's yeah. it's it's great for for a seventeen year old car. Um, it's well maintained. The oil's great. Uh, timing belt's all good. But yeah, the aircon has been it's been pristine. There you go. That's we what need to hook that Camry up with a tractor. I reckon they'll get on very well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Get some miles. But um, yeah, man. So. Uh, What's what's been what's been the news? Is there anything? Well, we're heading into a smooth segue there to the geek news. Um, I'll skip the usual Elon Musk stuff because not much has been happening on that front, other than like the fast car and the truck. Everyone knows about that. And he hasn't returned your calls. No, he's still you know. So I've got to find other ways. I'm sending smoke signals and um, pig- <laughs> carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons, yeah. Oh, that's but, awesome. Um, oh, I had a quote. There was a quote. God, where did I put that? 
I saved it somewhere. I have to bring that next time. Was this quote to you? Stop, it was stop on Reddit. to me and leave me alone. A screen cap on Reddit. Of, there was a thread about him, um, and someone came up with this whole like "Hallowed be thy mask," and it was this beautiful little like twist on a Bible passage about him. Right. Basically, people are idolizing him, and I'm trying not to fall into that. Really, I never picture anyone idolizing. No, Elon no, Musk. he's become never, like a demigod. I've never seen an example of that in my in front of me at all at any no. time or situation that no. I think someone's idolized someone. Yeah. No. <laughs> An extreme level. <laughs> well, it's it's a slippery slope, but you got to pull back when it counts. Um, but yeah, no, the actual geek news that matters. Uh, let's talk about uh, the, the biggest kind of disappointment has maybe been for us seeing Justice League really not perform as well as it should have. It's made money, but not as not much as money more. as the studios and the fans would have wanted. Um, obviously, because obviously a build up to Justice League, it's like the biggest DC, you know, Avengers. It's the big go, and it's what the other individual movies are built up to. And mm. it's it didn't perform as well as the individual movies. Um, yeah, I mean, it, Man of Steel did better, which doesn't say really? much. Really? Yeah, yeah, Man of Steel did better. So, could you tell me the Justice League uh, total box office earnings so far? What have you found? Um, so domestic wise, um, going from after its first full re- week release it was only ninety seven million. So to put it in perspective, um, Batman v Superman its first domestic uh, release did um two hundred million. Um, Get out of town. Yeah, and then um yeah, and um, with the marketing behind it, um, so like that yeah, it was a smaller film than um Batman v Superman budget wise and time right time run wise. But yeah, it's just like compared to like even Suicide Squad and the other DC things. Like obviously, Wonder Woman's been the like the fairy tale story of um, yeah. the thing. Like, and that's you know. got to be word of mouth. Yeah, all of that. And, yeah, um, um, but like in its second week, like it, it it held very well for most superhero. You normally get like a sixty percent drop off after mm. the second week um, for domestic gross. And like yeah, from word of mouth of people just saying no, Justice League was fun. It was good. Like you know, it wasn't terrible at all. Um, you know, people went out and saw it, and um, uh, especially with domestic uh, gross, because that second weekend was the Thanksgiving mm. uh, long weekend in the states, so that obviously helped with the domestic box office. But like, yeah, uh, another movie just came out that sort of trounced Coco. Huh? Coco yeah, Coco. the next Pixar movie, yeah. which is like just getting looks, fantastic critical reviews really and good. stuff. Coco is so good. Like originally, because it's like an original IP of just like a Mexican boy experiencing like uh, the. Um, uh, Day of the Dead um, yeah. style of yes. Mexican culture. It's, it's kind of got like a missing father. He yeah. falls in love with this like soap opera crooner to type. to sell to get people in the theaters. They mm. put this twenty minute um, Olog mini film, like you know Olog from um, the Frozen movies and stuff. Mm. And like, oh yeah, okay. like people are going to go see the Olog movie and they're going to see this movie about Coco. And but the 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 Pixar short, uh, the Frozen short, sorry, the Disney short goes for. Um, over 20 minutes. Wow. I haven't and seen like, that. people have been complaining a lot. There's like, hey, carry on. Like, you know, we want to watch Coco. And Coco has done so well um, in the US and Mexican box office. It's like, yeah, it's breaking records. And it's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's getting highly more reviewed than Inside mm. Out. Wow. Um, yeah. And, um, that's good. And like, yeah, it's like they even had to put screens where they either put the Olaf um, mini after the movie or removed it completely. They even sold tickets with like, if, oh, if you go to the event cinema page, yeah. you can see it either with the short or without. Because Disney thought like, oh yeah, to get people to cinema for Coco, yeah. we're going to have to put a frozen thing to. in front of it. And people yeah. are like, no, you don't. Like, 
we don't need this. Like, and this is not this is not just like us educated nerd fans of mm. you know fun pixel. This is just families and kids and stuff. It was just like kids are going. When are we going to see Coco? Like, it's mm. actually really it restores faith in a little bit in the human. Society. So I like that we they put the, the clips. Twenty minutes is probably a bit long, but I always enjoy the short film at the beginning of the. Yeah, those ten minute Pixar mm. shorts. Um, been through, like um Paper Man. That yeah. was in front of um Wreck It Ralph was yeah. amazing. Um. Uh, that one with the dog um, one as well, creature in the bin that out. was getting all the lost toys and stuff. Yep. I don't remember what that was in front of, but yeah, that no, was almost my favorite. That's the, the only volcano. thing I remember. The volcano, the volcano one, one, yes, in front yeah. of. Um, oh, that was the best um, part of that. Yeah, in front of Inside Out. Yeah, that yeah. was great. The two islands. Yeah, but um, I'll never forget that song. I'm not going to try and do that. <laughs> but yeah, beautiful. That really captures that whole innocence and adventure and i can't think of any studio right now that sort of hits the same notes i haven't seen so. it yet have you guys have seen it what coco, coco. no no that hasn't come out oh yeah. okay um unfortunately um but apparently we're going to get uh infinity possibly i know it's going to be released internationally before um america yeah no we so always people- have that tradition here in australia um obviously they have the may 2018 um release may, yeah. may 1st is always sort of the start of summer blockbusters in america mm. we get it the weekend before during the um anzac day long weekend that's why you know anzac day you always have dawn service and you go watch iron man 3 or um guardians of the galaxy 2 yeah. um, or anything like that like you know then, then you go play two up um it's a australian tradition i've been doing that for five years it's like <laughs> dawn service marvel movie two up uh, i really <laughs> hope they keep that up it's a classic um, yep yeah so i guess that's news as well that the trailer dropped it was a short one. It's more of a teaser trailer, isn't it? Well, Infinity. compared to the trailer that was doing the runs at um, uh, the Disney conventions and Comic-Con mm. earlier, yeah. like this this trailer was 70% different mm. um, than the footage that they showed. Um, the other one was, a bit, was actually a, a lot more darker. Yeah. Uh, but this tends to be how Marvel does their trailers. They do the, the dark, serious trailer first. So people go, oh yeah, there's some stakes. Something's going to yes. happen. Yeah. Then the second one's more the comedy, whimsical, like yeah. this is going to be the fun Marvel romp that you always mm. know and love. Um, I really enjoyed it, but I am a little miffed that they basically showed one of the main characters being, you know, losing their... It's implied. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, from what uh, Pat's talking about, basically, is like, obviously, um, uh, Thanos is after the Infinity Stones, yeah. and one of the Infinity Stones happens to be in uh, Vision's yeah. um, head. And we, we get a shot of, basically, like him trying to pry the stone mm. out of Vision's head, but in, never in the trailer do we actually see the yellow mind stone in his gauntlet. So, okay. And, um, and what's interesting is, like, one of the stones in the gauntlet that he has... Um, it's like he's got the um, he's got the time one. He's got the time one. So like yeah, so that's the one that was introduced. And then there's a scene Doctor Strange that's been analysed, and Strange is frozen, and so is Wong. Yep. And um, Stark isn't because he's got an Infinity Stone in his chest, like he created one when he made the um. I don't know. I don't, yeah, really? that's a fan theory. I believe it's more just like um because obviously um, I think it was music of. I don't think they're frozen in the background. I think they're doing their like the time uh, magic that we've seen yeah. in Doctor Strange, and the whole world is frozen around them, except they don't freeze Tony as well. Okay, uh, because they you know it just has this like little bubble experience. Yeah, right. um, but yeah, obviously it's all great theories leading up to you know what's going to like want to be one of the biggest blockbusters of twenty eighteen, um, Infinity Wars, and then um, the Avengers four movie after that. Um, to follow up and like yeah hopefully because well, it's going to be part one and two in the same year it was supposed to be part one and two of Infinity Wars um, yeah. but now they've renamed it to 
Avengers 4 with a new title that they haven't introduced mm. um, yet because they thought like because of how big these movies are they can't just put part one and two they're not going to do like what Twilight did or um, uh, Harry Potter Harry Potter and, yeah. and um, you know, all the other yeah. sort of things where they ended things on a two-parter where it, it feels sort of disconjoined so mm. they, they're more going to be edited as separate films uh, but obviously 4 is going to be like the aftermath yeah. of what happens in all Infinity right. War hopefully yeah. they at least keep the same director and editor and yeah no it's the same crew uh, making it um, so yeah so good stuff so it's pretty much just seeing what's going to be left after Infinity War and what's going to start uh, phase 4 of um, the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe I'm excited but I'm also very nervous about once they hit that then I don't know it seems like they, can, they possibly might peak I, I, can, yeah. I don't know how much I'd like to point out, Larry, we started this topic talking talking about Justice League and how easily we fell into a conversation talking about Marvel movies and Pixar and Disney. And that actually sort of sums up the domestic box office of DC movies in general. It's just like it's it's a throwaway simple, we can simply say about it. But then we just go into a depth conversation about these more built up, more better universes, better mm. produced movies. You know, even... You know, we can always complain about how the Marvel movies are becoming a bit stale and yep. um, formulaic, but at the same time, it's just like we can we can de- dedicate an hour podcast show to that subject matter any time, and oh, yet sure. we can always struggle to talk about... What did you think of Justice League? Yeah, but I mean, yeah. to be fair, they didn't do the Marvel thing. They, they flipped it, so now they're going to do the single hero movies, um, which I preferred it the marvel way but hey whether they're being different for the sake of it i don't know um it might pay off because i think it's it's because these justice league characters have already been established in pop culture like batman superman yeah they thought they wonder could woman just... um maybe obviously not aquaman and stuff but like they have the animated series which mm. is like was in cartoon network for so many years yep. so the kids were now they're growing up and they know it um so i think that formula can work because those characters have been more well-known, more famous in yeah. pop culture because yeah, but I didn't know much about Marvel before the Marvel movies They had to. Because they they, they, Marvel had sold their, True. their, their big player stories. That, that they had to, like, their secondary characters, they had to reintroduce these stories of Iron educating. Man 4 yeah. and stuff um, to the greater audience who, you know, who just knew Marvel as Spider-Man, Wolverine, mm. and the X-Men. And no one thought Captain America was really cool because of that costume. But then when the first Avenger came out, it's like it brought it to that realized, gritty... Uh, normal world war Two self and it was great you know like that skinny kid five foot one to like the six foot beast it's like they always do the shirtless stuff in every single marvel movie yeah yeah it's like yeah the boring character in the first avengers movie became everyone's favorite hero after civil war was released and it just shows like when you do doing these character developed movies the single ones that just grow these characters even more I'm um, like that, like even just the later ones, like no, no one knows this. Like general fans do not know the story of Ant Man or Doctor mm. Strange and stuff like that. And now these are beloved characters heading into um, these bigger um, assemble movies. That um, yeah, that's just gonna just bleed money, bleed so much money. Yeah, I don't know. I think having the two directors really hurt it. And uh, it, Kevin Smith called for a uh, director's cut that includes all the old footage, um, at least when they bring out the DVDs. Yeah, because um, it'll be a lot longer, and apparently, um, Dark Side's in that cut, um, and it's a lot more serious and yeah. you know gritty, which of course you would expect from Snyder. So, so might yeah, be interesting the, to watch that. DC, they got to do the Aquaman movie next. Mm. Um, and well, we, that's already finished uh, shooting. Oh, so good. Yep. So it's March. in post production. 
only three, maybe. Oh wow, only March. Months. Yeah, March is. Released. Wow, they're really pumping them out because yeah. I forgot. I forgot. Let's like that. Was it Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, and Justice League were all in the same year this year. Yeah, twenty seventeen. It's just like well, you know. Next year's going to be just as big. Um, mm. I mean, because hopefully they've just got to double down and keep it going. They can't really pull back now. Like Universal got two movies out. And it was only really the one that killed it, the mummy. The mummy, yeah. That dark universe, and they were like, "Okay, we've put." They did started pre-production on the next film, and then just canned the whole thing. Um, whereas with DC EU, they're really far so far down the road they can't really pivot now. It's they've just got to keep pumping money into it and hope that eventually well, the audience. It seems the way there. like um, producers are trying to um, create, like both in the video game industry and movies, they're not trying to create original ip or anything like that they're mm. just trying to start franchises take an existing property and try and franchise it for as much money and filming for contracts as much as they can and oh, it's but it's like before with batman you could have you know a run of um tim burton ones and yep. then you could throw in joe Joel, Joel Joel Silver, Schumacher, Schumacher, sorry. christian uh sorry no, um christopher nolan Nolan's you know so thing. you could yeah if one wasn't working out you could Chuck that, get a new guy in, and try that. With the DCEU, I don't think they're quite as able to move around as quickly. Like they can't just go, "Oh, that didn't work. Let's start again." Because there's so much of a investment in those characters and those actors and that universe with that tone. So if it doesn't work, it's it's a lot harder for them to um, suddenly. Yeah. But at least it's unified it. now. At least now they've yeah. got this like universe direction just like marvel but i think it's not really as unified as marvel where it has the no TV i'm saying it's a start like yeah. hopefully like when aquaman and flash and all those movies comes out it'll be good um mm. i hope the funny thing is that the minute that these movie superhero movies will make no money it's like it's gonna die so well, you, you mentioned about like infinity war peaking right it's like how can you make it so much better with like individual stories or more group hero-esque I think I'm more worried about... If they kept all the same actors, I would be less worried. But I know that everyone's hinting that once this number four comes out and they go into, what are you calling it, phase four? Yeah. Then you're talking about losing, you know, Robert Downey Jr. possibly. Um, Definitely they're talking about losing... Chris Evans. Chris Evans and a few of the others. So... And I'm really invested in those characters, like, slash actors so the, the that's going to be the yes. hard thing to say goodbye to but I'm curious it's like how can they like re- refresh the brand and, and reboot it with completely new phases because mm. I didn't feel Power Rangers was a really good movie it was, I, I like I'm that. sorry I man actually, the last I 10 minutes it. was great well are they doing another one there. um I, yeah, I believe the the success of the money it made oh, um, so it made money it was greenlit it for a second one okay um, yeah. or anything like that especially with the tease of yeah what's going to happen next and stuff like that which obviously yeah. if anyone knows the Power heard, Rangers I've arc, actually heard positive reviews of that like I, I never watched the series much as a kid but so I was a bit cynical but then I did hear a few reviews of the new one and they didn't seem to mind it so no I reckon it was good yeah. you can only be so um, uh, re- great to the source material as much as you can before it becomes parody but mm. you know, it's like you know, it's like the last twenty minutes of that film felt like your typical Power Rangers episode. Yeah, uh, but yeah. the build-up of it, just like you know, teen drama, you know, the whole Breakfast Club comparison and stuff and all that. But like, generally, I just like yeah. actually like these characters. And then the second act felt a bit drag because it's just like this whole Rocky mm. montage of them possibly trying to get to the third act where everyone's just like go go Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, just happy there's an Asian guy that was cast as yeah. the Black Ranger. So much for <laughs> diversity. Yeah. So there's a, there's a Mexican girl as the Yellow Ranger. Um, right, they're mixing it up. 
Billy, you know, was a black guy. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, they mix it up for the sake of, like, you know, political correctness, you know, obviously because, you know, the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger series clearly just like, well, you know, that's just... Well, the Black Ranger was black yeah. and the Asian Ranger was yellow yeah. and the girl was pink and the guy was red. It was, like, all traditional. Well, the Yellow Ranger's a guy in um, the Japanese um, show and stuff and all that. Yeah. It's like there's only one female ranger um, and you know, but they made the Yellow Ranger into a female woman. A woman, an Asian a woman, female a woman. female woman. Did you just <laughs> the assume best their kind gender? I did. I did assume their gender. <laughs> so speaking um, about movies, um, you guys have seen so many movies this year. Yeah, that's um, a good seg. But I feel like I haven't actually. No. Yeah, so it's like as much as the movies have come out, like I've seen. Mm. I feel like I've watched the, the same movies twice, yeah. and the ones I, I wanted to see, not enough. And I'm always waiting for it to be on. Um, We'll go into best and worst movies, then we'll cover a bit more news, and yep. then we'll go to best and worst shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but for movies, yeah, if I have to pick one, the biggest surprise for me was Baby Driver, because I had no idea going in what that would be like, so, and that blew me away. Um, and part of me wants to go with Blade Runner, just out of like nostalgia and you know spiritually, the first one was always kind of my perennial favourite. But yeah, for fresh i don't know See, baby I, drive is really hard to and logan that that's i've got those three they're my top three if nothing yep. else so i agree with you with mm. um uh, baby driver and mm. um blade runner it's like they were my consideration for my favorite movie this yep. year but when i was thinking about it it's just like okay so baby driver um you know it's an Edgar Wright film i expect this greatness and stuff and i feel like i enjoyed that i, I enjoyed how the story the storytelling process of how that film was made with both the music, the choreography, mm. the cinematography. But then I realized it's like the story itself wasn't something that gripped me as much. So as Baby Driver, as much as one of the best Edgar Wright films and one of the best technical films uh, for mm. anyone to study, as just a normal film story as like a thing, it's just like characters were well told and mm. well told. But the the story just wasn't something that yeah. I mean, plot wise, it wasn't super heavy. Me. Yeah, was, and then Blade Runner obviously like just became as like one of the best um, sequels ever made to mm. one of the most like beloved um, sci-fi movies. And that's how you do a sequel done properly, as we've talked about in our lengthy review. Yeah. Um, so for me, my best film of 2017, uh, I have to go to sort of like uh, an original film that I found was just like so endearing and I've watched it so many times for myself and I just feel for it every time. Um, and for me, that was The Big Sick. Um, hmm. so for those who haven't seen it no. um, basically just a small indie uh, romantic comedy based on the true story of how um, uh, this in, uh, Pakistani comedian uh, you'll probably know from Silicon Valley I fortunately I can't pronounce his name so it's an American film the life. yep so it's just right. an American film of just how he met his uh, wife of just yep. like they dated um, for five months but he being from a Pakistani family he just like you know, he's ties to his family of like, you know, they're constantly trying to find a bride for him, arrange marriages, and he was just dating this, the cool white chick he wanted. Um, and because of that, they broke up. And then when she, they broke up, she slipped into a coma. And he was her point of contact, so he had to spend awkward time with her parents and stuff. And uh, after they broke it's up. One, it's a romantic comedy, but like, sort of like, not dark, but just real. Just yeah. proper, real and stuff. Just great. Great screenwriting, like I, I believe it will be um, nominated nominate for original screenwriting uh, mm, for wow. um, the Oscars That's and big. stuff. And like, yeah, it was one of those indie dollies that just blew up. 
um, for it. Just great acting, you know, you know, life of a stand-up comedian and mm. stuff like that. And that, that hint of truth of like, yeah, this is actually how I met my wife. It's yeah. like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, it's like, it was, it was a pleasant surprise I got. And like, yeah, I've watched it so many times ever since. And I just try and recommend it to people as much as I can. So yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye. Check out yeah. the big Speaking of indie darlings, um, I nearly forgot Get Out. Was I was going to say that, yeah, yeah, my best film was definitely uh, really? Get Out. As a person of color, I saw it on the pre- like uh, preview screening. Um, I was surrounded by white people, which was funny, and <laughs> their reactions was completely different to the, my reactions at certain points of the film. Really? Um, well, they feel like the cringe of just like how these right because they would say those things to people of color because they mm. are, are judged by color first. Um, but and, do you put yourself in the same kind of category as say like? Do you I, think I, you I get think as the, much discrimination as like a black guy would in America? Not but, as much as discrimination in America, but one thing Ving, Ving and I can both agree on is when we go out in general to the public, mm. we have an extra barrier to break through mm. when it comes to meeting people in general. Especially of you know if we're trying to attract um, other people or make friends and stuff like that. One of the first questions Vin and I would probably always get asked all the time is, where are you from? Where are you from? Yeah. Oh. And, and then I'm like, yeah, that do you mean annoying. where I live I say or Bankstown. where my background is? It's like, no, where are you really from? Exactly. Wow. Right? I and used to do that when I was like 15 and I worked at David Jones and everyone there was Asian. And, I, and it took about five or six times before I realized, oh, that's annoying. <laughs> because <laughs> I kept getting the same yeah. response, which is like, what do you mean? I'm from Dubbo um, or, you know, Ranwick. And it was like, oh, yeah, but... And I would just... Because I was from Wagga myself, and there was, like, one Asian girl in the whole school, and it was, like, 1,500 kids at that school, and she was only there because her parents ran the Chinese restaurant. Um, so I just... And, but, but it was weird at the time. I never really thought about that. It just didn't... She was just another kid. That, that was Tamara. Like, I didn't see her as Asian. Because I think once you get to know someone, that's it. All that stuff fades away. But then moving to Sydney, suddenly it was like, oh, my God. The grass is greener everywhere. And um, so, yeah, I had to learn very quickly not to be so... But that stuff's always inside. That, that subconscious bias is always yeah. going to creep in no matter what. But, yeah, but so. back with um, uh, Get Out, like, as you said, like, mm. a fantastic, like, you know, $5 million film made yeah. by Jordan Peele, um, just Loved written, directed his first so debut yeah. um, for it and just the acting and stuff and you know you all go in the tele- it was marketing with trailers you just thought like it's like you knew it was a horror film but it was just like more just like that ten- racial tension yeah. at the beginning of the film mm. and then obviously the twist of what's happening is just so fantastically well done um, and like it made so much money it's just like you know yeah it's gonna be the horror story yeah. tag of 2017 or just like mm. how much money that made but in all honesty I'm I'm with you, man. Like, get out. If, yeah, Fantastic. personally. For, the thing is, um, yeah. it's such a great film because it's a mixture of genres. It's because he comes from a comedic background. It's there to create, generate buzz and emotion. And for the, the character itself, um, it's a representation of the, the black audience or the or the black guy in every horror film usually gets killed, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, it, and the black guy does what normal people would do, like... Um, in one of the in one of the scenes, his best friend's like, "I told you not to go in that house, man." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and everyone's like, "Yeah, no, fucking don't go in the house." Yeah. It's like, don't trust that white girl or whatever. Uh, it, it's fantastic. I read um, a fan theory that it was just that TSA, his friend character. It's just him at the like at work, basically daydreaming, 
is the whole movie just him the interpretation standing. is just yeah. TSA work at day yeah yeah yeah, no, but, um, it's yeah beautiful movie and it's I one think of those it, films that yeah. you have to see twice I had to I, yeah. I saw it again I can't wait to, to watch the... it again but I'll probably watch it with a, a friend who hasn't seen it just to sort of yeah. get both um, experiences but Bring yeah I think of all the films I've seen and I've I grew up watching Boys in the Hood and pretty much every black American movie I could find and because you know listening to the hip hop you know and then jump out on my tractor and drive around the farm and while listening to two live crew and all that that was ridiculous (laughs) there's an image yep but um yeah like the the probably at least in living memory the one that's probably opened my mind up to what it's like not that i can ever really know but at least give me a glimpse into that world of just seeing him meet that other guy that had been missing and see, I don't want to do any spoilers, but him realizing that the guy wasn't quite right in his head and that whole, hey, you should be acting like this. Because that's always been a mystery to me, what it's really like to meet well, someone when else you're in a, When you're a surrounded minority. by, and when you're in an environment that um, you don't, but not, not to say you don't belong, but more just like you're uncomfortable with or just yeah. like where you're, you are literally the minority, you tend to go towards others in your minority yeah. group for comfort and safety and when you don't get that back like you know yeah that's a, that's a good fear trope in a in a horror movie it's just like holy shit it's like that's a comfort we all rely on in society yeah um basically and it's like well that's that's something taken away from him now he's really mm. lost and in, in a well yeah it's just like and that just that simple thing that like um jordan peele were able to recognize it's just like this simple overcome fear it's not about like you know it's not about being chased down a hallway with an axe or something like that. It's just like Absolutely. taking a social comfort away yeah. um, can cause the most dread in someone. Because this film mm. is addressed towards like liberal America where because the, people think racism as white supremacist rallies, extremist rallies, or these like death threats. But racism comes from all levels or at least these microaggressions that you call it, yeah. right? And so people, when, when the guy mm. said, you know, I would vote Obama for a third time, because he's black, right? Yeah. Or like, um, what's he like in bed? Or is it, is it better in bed? And then the girl's like, wow. It's like, that's the first thing you say. Well, right? that reminds so, me, I was uh, like I was telling David before on my way here, I got frustrated with myself for getting involved in an argument on Facebook. And I just, as you did, Patrick. You know, I can't pull myself out of it. I've just got to really get a handle on when to stop. But basically, someone shared a Milo Yiannopoulos thing because he's coming into town He's got a thing on this weekend. He's coming to Sydney tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which kind of dates this podcast. But anyway, um, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of people arguing about that. And I'm like, yeah, no, he's a racist dick. And this one guy's like, well, how's he racist? So I shared the clip of him smiling quite happily at a crowd of people giving him a Nazi salute. And this guy's like, well, yeah, but he married a black guy. And then I shared him a link of uh, one of his quotes where he's like, I only date black guys. I can't stand white guys and how that might be problematic because you're basically sexualizing an entire race. And in a way, that is basically racist. It's like the whole trope of white guys sexualizing Asian girls. So he's kind of done it in his own... It's like a weird... I don't know if it's patronizing, but it's like... Basically, he's fetishized black guys. Like, he went to a video game conference and he hired a black porn actor um, as his security because he knew there'd be a lot of feminists there and he's saying that basically um, they're afraid of big dicks. So I found the guy with the biggest dick I could, which I admit <sighs> is kind of funny in a really troll-like way. But when he's been taken seriously as a political figure, then, you know, it's just, no. 
But anyway, I've just gone off on a tangent here. But yeah, like, does that sound reasonable? When does it become not okay to kind of... He uses that as like a badge of honor. Like, oh yeah, I'm just dating black guys. But is that really... Well, that's sort of what um, Get Out touches upon, really. It's just like... um, those liberal ideas of just like, oh, you know, they can stick their nose up about um, neo-Nazism and stuff like that. But like literally just like acting like, oh yeah, I, I would, I love Obama. I would, I would have voted for him a third term. It's that, that's the, that's the sort of inverse racism that mm. the film was addressing. It's just like, you know, it's just like, you don't need to see it as like a black president. You're just like, you enjoyed this president. And because I'm black, like, you know, my political view is like, you know, I could, a black man didn't need to vote for Obama. You know, it's, it's sort of like that, assu- that, that little assumptions of race that's what the film's addressing when it comes to yeah. racial stereotypes. I'm addressing like the liberal white Americans who think like, "Oh yeah, I'm cool. I'm down with the black guys and stuff." I, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I am ashamed of the slavery history and like, you know, and like what's happening with um, police shooting things. But like their attitude towards it and how they actually support it in their white ways is actually racism. Is mm. is racism and like yeah. yeah, so whether intentional or not, exactly. Or, yeah, yeah, it's like they okay. think. Well, this just happens to most people, but that's their way of trying to fit in into that culture. Like where you're from, your English is very good, um, <laughs> and then as oh, soon as uh, they say they're Vietnamese or I'm Vietnamese, oh, I love pho too. It's like that's fantastic, so, man. That's, that's fantastic, great. man. It's I, just I, like my. <laughs> I love fish and chips. It's my favorite yeah. meal of the day. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it comes in all levels, as you say. So um, it's just breaking down those barriers. Man, and I want to uh, be standing next to you when someone does that. Yeah. Um, but just, going uh, back to the dating the black guys, um, what about mm. preference? What about there are certain people that date only white girls? Yeah. Or things in, oh, I've like, seen when I used to do that? online dating, a lot of Asian girls would say I only date other Asians or I only date white guys. And a lot of girls will have no Indians on their profile of all. Like, no matter where the girl's from, a lot of girls will have that. And... Yeah, that's racist. When you place but, limitations you know, on yourself, you're going to hit a wall of yeah. anything when it comes to love or friendship or expectations or professionalism or any wise and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, I have a preference towards um, certain races. I find them certainly attractive because of their natural attributes. Um, but like, yeah, it's like the funny thing is in high school, like um, I was always on papers. It's like I like I like brunettes. I like curvy mm. brunettes. And the two loves of my life in high school, I crushed on and mourn for and stuff and all that and friend zone the deepest was two skinny blonde girls nah. it's just and that's how yeah. it was it's just yeah. like yeah you can still state a preference but like but at yeah. least you're not using it as a shield to get away with like terrible opinions like no, exactly he right. would say something like oh transgenderism is a mental illness um but hey i'm dating a black guy so i'm nice you know like that's the problem there but yeah, but so yeah, so to sum it up, uh, but a split uh, movie <laughs> review thing is just like yeah, our recommendations for everyone to see is to see um, Get Out, um, yep. uh, the Big Sick, and Big Sick. Um, and uh, Baby one. Driver, yeah, uh, yep. and, like and three different and... genres, three different types of film yep. um, from from Hollywood, um, and actually yeah, three um, original ideas, three yeah. Yeah. not for, no franchises, yeah, no not, reboots or anything like existing, that. Uh, As a thing, it's just like we 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 want well, original cinema. Yeah, there want... is still a market for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully next year there's a few others that pop up. Yep. Right. Um, shockers. But yeah, going back to the news, um, 
it seems like the predator thing has which Australia's decided to put up its hands. It's literally in our backyards now. Yeah. <laughs> ah. The home among the gum trees. Lots, lots of plum trees. I've seen many meme versions yeah, of the yeah. um, like, theme song. Can now. I it's touch like, your wait, bum? I can't remember the original lyrics now. <laughs> no, no. It's like, can I touch your bum, please, is the yeah. main one that's going around. Yeah, but good old Don Burke. And wow. he kind of used the whole Asperger's thing to try and get out of it, which so no one's funny. been impressed with. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm self-diagnosed because, you know, I just read about it and that seems to fit who I am. So Yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, you had Jeffrey Rush, who just blamed it on the theatre company. And What? Yeah. He, he's the Jeffrey next Rush? one? What yeah, happened yeah. to him? That happened I a met few days him, ago. no. Yeah, yeah. So, so what's his accusation? Uh, that a female uh, actress was groped by him and he'd said a few things that were towards and one of the male co-stars supported her basically backed up her claims and so the theatre company's reviewing its policy and not going to let him come back to which is you know their loss really in terms of he's he's quite famous he doesn't need to do that it's one of those like passion projects where they'll go and do the theatre for a while well, Kevin Spacey, he's been doing a West End show um, yeah. in London for quite some um, time. Yeah, now. I don't think that'll happen happened, again. Uh, the masterclass <laughs> online, I was searching it up. You know how yeah. they have different actors like uh, yep. Ron Howard on directing. Ron Howard, I saw that. Yeah, the, I looked at Kevin Spacey, it was gone. Oh, and Vanity God. Fair, like they reported on October saying, yeah, after the recent influx of Kevin Spacey, masterclass has decided to remove the whole online course for Kevin Spacey, which arguably was like a top five product. Reminds of me of the like the Cultural Revolution or in like the mm-hmm. Stalin days when they would just rub people out of um, existence, like they just erase them from photographs and he's just being strip mined from popular culture. No. But he can't take away our memories. American Beauty was amazing. But yeah, it's, it is problematic. Like he's obviously pretty Ho- shitty. Hopefully as, as we enter 2018 mm. that, you know, I think we all agree that 2017 will be remembered as the year of... Sexual abuse come to the forefront. Yeah, um, 2016 like was the deaths. Yeah, and we obviously want we want vi- these victims to speak up and much yeah. feel comfortable to confront and like the people who who have been accused of these and stuff and who are guilty of these accusations mm. um, do deserve to be punished um, by both the law and society. Um, but yeah, so it's like so. What's 2018 going to be? Um, I think there was one news story in the news uh, this week that I think might be what might be shaping up will be the story thing. Um, it was about. Um, um, Detroit, um, uh, the video game by Aquatic Dreams, um, David Cage's studio, where basically um, it's been attacked by a lot of Tory MPs um, and a lot of um, yeah, it seemed uh, to be an English article that really did the rounds, Daily yep. Mail, um, yep. and they're an online paper here as well. One yep. of my friends actually works for them, but um, yeah, I've never been impressed with their reporting. Yep, and it's basically uh, about the subject of child abuse because. Um, yeah. Um, as we're video game fans, we've we've been following like um, the PlayStation press conferences and stuff, and um, um, it's really come to the general eye that um, this game coming out next year, um, Detroit, um, be, uh, become human, um, is basically about a story of androids in the near future who sort of just like you know our, our help, our slave labor and stuff and all that, becoming self aware and uh, helping the situation. And one of the scenarios is um, you are um, a servant bot in a in a in a, in a family home. Um, and Very attractive servant bot. Yeah, yeah, Kara um, from the original demo reel um, that Quantic Dream released to show up their technology, and um, it's uh, an abusive father of mm. his ten-year-old daughter. Um, his marriage has fallen apart, and he blames his daughter. So you know he violently abuses his daughter, and as the role of the droid, you uh, the Quantic Dreams 
um, studio famous for um, Heavy Rain and Indigo Prophecy and uh, Beyond Two Souls. Um, it's all about choices and like, you know, and like there's no real game over in the game. It's like your choices dictate the story that's told. And obviously like there are actions in this game that you need to obviously stop um, the abuse from happening. You're an android who's programmed to like serve a human masters and it's literally mm. about you breaking your... Uh, programming to stop this abuse from happening yeah even though there's illusions that you've been reset for trying to stop it earlier yes and um the 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 uproar um in the daily mail article and uh, family groups is just like this glamorizes child abuse and normalizes and normalizes it and like Mm. child abuse people who will get off on this because it's a video game medium like no it's like it's it they're angry about the content but not the context you're literally about um um, playing a, a person who has no choices in life to break, to make the real choices in life to stop these heinous crimes from happening. And it's just like, and it's the immaturity of like video games is for kids yeah. and stuff like that. There was like even that. a quote saying, it was the MP saying, well, it's been proven that lots of people that aren't 18 yet play the games that are, you know, supposed to be for 18 year olds. And it's like, yeah, but that, you could say the same thing for films. And it's just, when are they going to? get over the fact and yeah, that yeah david cage the creator of um uh, detroit like he's very one of those um um video game pros where he films like video games should be held in regard as films like yeah. you know there's no subject matter thing yeah. it's like and it's showing an interactive content of this the previous games have touched upon about sex and um abuse um stuff like that um violence against women and stuff like that and it's all very just like we want the player to experience this as you know as adults and stuff like that and like yeah it's it's not like you are committing the child abuse things it's like they think like video no. games is like you know you murder you, you slaughter countless people in like Call of mm. Duty or Grand I mean if there was an argument that means you're a murderer it's just for like, a game so. that where people might get off on you know any social behaviour it might be Manhunter yep we had to set up situations where you're torturing um, but they're supposed to be criminals as well yep um, but yeah there was some pretty elaborate torture scenes and um, yeah so it's just that whole argument of just like we're building with like you know old bureaucrats dealing with like oh video games is for kids and if there's yeah. an adult subject matter in these games it shouldn't be allowed where pretty much like it, like the the bigger the demographic for video games now the vast majority is between 18 and 35 I mean I would have expected an article like that say in the 90s yep but that's the thing age, it referred, the story referred back to the other famous incident of the Grand Theft Auto Hot Coffee yeah, yeah. I'm just like that was more than 10 years ago now <laughs> it's their, that's their throwback it's like yeah. this isn't the first time video games have caused controversy it's itself, doesn't and it's it? just like yeah it's just like and this is it's like you know it's not a game condoning child abuse it's just reality like this is reality and world like one of my favourite quotes about video games is um, um, uh, that um, like um, sex you know something we all strive to achieve as human beings sex we want to have as many times as we have is something not shown in games or video games yet violence something we don't murder is something we don't want to be experiencing life at all is some is what you do in video games all the time yeah and it's just like it's uh, you spend yeah. all yeah well, it reminds people, me that's fine. Um, like correlation isn't causation i guess yeah. because it reminds me of the columbine shooting so when that mm. happened people started to blame doom the, the video game yeah. and Mar- marilyn manson and that that wasn't the case at all. And no one listens to the students about the, the shooters themselves and the experiences. So it's just easy to paint targets at these products because it's easy. What Doom Three is a violent video game. Therefore, these guys must have played it in their spare yeah. time and 
community's atrocities yeah. and you raise it's a not good point men, yeah it's not mental health or social pressures or anything like that yeah that you do raise a good point do. about fantasy and reality and yeah. you, you play all these cod players but these 10 year old kids would not commit genocide or murder or you know it's like they're like venting their frustrations or playing this digital realm and if they honestly can't tell the difference between fantasy or reality then that's that's a problem with them and not so much as a mm. product of of that game and it's like yeah, this is a like this is a thirty hour game and it hasn't even been released yet, and they've taken this segment of like you know like uh, a ten minute demo thing and like they've blown it all out of context about mm. the game itself because as I said they don't have the context they've yes. just been given the buzzwords of just like video game child abuse ten year old girl yeah it hits all the triggers you, you make choices oh there you go that's so sensational headlines yeah. yes so we're probably doing a disservice by giving them any airtime at all but. Uh... Yeah, it just it is frustrating. So let's let's talk about obviously some video games then that we did that we look forward to and stuff. So twenty seventeen, yeah. like a lot of blockbuster video games have came out. Um, unfortunately for us, I think we all agree that we don't have enough time to enjoy all the games we want. <laughs> As you get older with uh, your professional yeah. life and student life, and um, obviously yeah. um, producing content of, like this beautiful yeah. podcast and the video content we do um, throughout the years and conventions and cosplay, it gets hard to play a hundred hour game. Right, um, right. I'm pretty sure Civilization Six came out this year. Oh my god! Did play did that it? to death. Yeah. Um, but then I just went back to Fallout, which came out like two or three years ago, so I can't really count that. But the big, like, sort of probably the most popular game was maybe Battlefield, the uh, the World War One kind of setting. Battlefield One, yeah, yeah. So that mm. did really well. Yep, that came out in November uh, last year. Right, so that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> I guess it has to be Overwatch then, in terms of the most hype and the most that popular. Came out that came out last year. year. Really? Yeah. But it's been you like... You've all the multiplayer on. that you're catching yeah. up on. Okay. PUBG came out this year, you can count that one. Yeah. Oh, right, that's what my housemate plays, yeah. literally morning till night, so... I'll say, I'll say yeah. Resident Evil 7. That was released in January. January, And it had wow. so just, much just makes hype. it in, yeah. And it was a return to form of survival horror. You had very little bullets, bullets... Um, they had very little enemies, but they were menacing enemies, and it was set in this like old Tennessee farm setting, um, oh, old house glasses, um, accents, heavy American accents, uh, and it was fantastic. Um, you didn't have like the crazy uh, Raccoon City setting that everyone's used to, but just the tension, the sound, and it, for the first time in the Resident Evil series, it was in first person, yeah. so you could play it in mm. uh, PS uh, VR. Yeah. To have that, um, like, oh, wow. oh my yeah, the videos almost, of people playing that, that in would, VR, yeah. I would have a heart attack. Same, same. Some people did, and it's like, yeah. and yeah, so it's like obviously, like, it, it's sort of that game that we wanted when the PT demo by Konami was released for Silent Hills. Mm. Um, and like, oh, yeah, so, so it's like Resident videos. Evil, like, went stagnant very much with six, um, mm. and then yes, Resident Evil's great, like, as Resident Evil 4 showed when you re. When you rechange the genre a bit, like, you know, it's like, yeah, you can take it back to your jump scare horror roots, but when you can sort of reimagine it in a different way and literally just like you're just trapped in a house isolated by this crazy family, you know, in America, in Louisiana, so like, you know, in your own background, in your own backyard, no, really. Did no one get upset about that? Because like, I know with the next, um, they, there's a game coming out that's one of those big franchises and they're setting it in like the southern oh Far Cry 5 oh, Far Cry. yeah oh, and there's yeah. a lot of people like oh it's racist against Americans 
That didn't happen with Resident Evil? No. No. Well, the first games are actually set in America as well anyway. Yeah. Uh, but it's more just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, it's just more like, you know, when you think horror genres, they put it in like, you know, Europe or, um, you know, like desolate places and islands and stuff. And I was like, no, we're just, this is a family home yeah. in um, mm. Louisiana. It like, sounds very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It, there's always been yeah. this, there's always been this horror thing of just like the bayou and stuff has become a thing like um, well, True Detective. Hills um, Eyes type. Hinted at that yeah. and like, mm-hmm. I think uh, that was a lot of the influence, like yeah. Evil Dead, like this yeah. em- empty cabin, and yeah. but yeah, yeah. It, it was fan. Even professional wrestling, like Bray Wyatt, just that whole persona of like <laughs> the Bayou Boys, like you know, it's like yeah, stuff can happen down there, and it's yeah, like it's, I, I like the aspect of it. Um, so yeah, so Resident Evil Seven, um, fantastic survival. Back to this was a great year for survival yeah. horror games. Well, that as was well. my game of the year because it was the only game I played, but I, yeah. I did play Wolfenstein, but. It was a good ride, but it's not like the best game I've played. Mm. You know, it's old school, like Doom style gaming. Um, and then po- politically incorrect stuff. <laughs> it's like, a, you know, blonde blue eyes guy just like ramming the whole thing and killing all these Nazis. And um, yeah, the news was like having a blast with it, uh, criticizing the game. Um, I had a ton of fun. But for me, Resident Evil is like my like top game for the year. What about you guys? Uh, well, the, this year was great for a certain franchise and a lot. The racing genre got a big shot of like AAA titles, and as with the horror genre, um, certain um, franchises got refreshed, branded better, um, like the Return of Assassin's Creed, um, stuff like that. Obviously, the Wolfenstein series are coming off a great mm. movie before that, just another great franchise. And then other things suffering a bit, like the Call of Duty franchise suffering a bit, and the whole Battlefront drama, of course, and um, stuff like that. And then like people just playing multi games, like PUBG was a huge um, game this year. Well, speaking of video game success. drama, I don't remember if we talked about the EA issue. The loot boxes. Time. Yeah, yeah. no, we did, we micro- did, we okay. did talk about very uh, briefly, yeah, very briefly, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, my game of the year uh, will actually be Persona Five. Um, mm. Just this fantastic uh, Japanese RPG set in um, um, the modern day um, high school, um, and then like yeah, you're a demon hunter um, by night, and the the core gameplay is just balancing your life, like you know, as a, mm. as a the, the, the main objective that is always highlighted in the game is live uh, a simple student life. And it's really just like balancing your studies and your stat building and your relationships with your friends and stuff and like it's just fantastic storytelling and the artwork and the um the music it's very like cowboy bebop so beautifully like Japanese animated and and mm. stuff like that. That it's sounds like, really cool. It's like I played I I played it twice, which took over two hundred and forty hours. Um, wow. and stuff like that and it's just like it's just set in like a six month school calendar wow. they must be doing just, something right yeah it's just like that <clears throat> but that that took I, it came to a point where I was spending more of myself on my schedule of life on that than my real life schedule <laughs> my god um, and like yeah it's like Persona 5 like you know just like you know it was like it was my first Persona going in it's one of those series like Final Fantasy where you don't have to play the previous ones to get oh, in it's basically just the sort good, of same good yeah battle system and style and stuff and like yeah but like yeah it just it's the first big western release on ps4 because the previous one came out on ps2 mm-hmm. um so like yeah it skipped a generation um and yeah it was just a, just a fantastic um game and like yeah i know a lot of my anime friends like pretty much you go to um smash and um packs and all that it was just persona a lot of persona cosplayers yes. everywhere and just like the high praise uh, that game's got like yeah, it was fantastic. Um, uh, but yeah, so Pat, did you, you sort out sort of what your twenty seventeen um, game was? Or I had a lot of fun playing Horizon Three because it was in Australia and yep. you could drive like really iconic fantastic. Australian. Cars. Oh, I love that. that. 
It's like, here's a game. Let's mm. make it for me and Pat. It's yeah. just like... <laughs> but it didn't have a lot of depth. Like, I go back to it now and I'm just like, I've driven every track. I like the Hot race. Wheels pack DLC. I still haven't... That brought out my child. It's still too cheap to download that because it's like $30. Yep. But um, yes, that might bring me back eventually when they do some kind of sale. Uh, but... Yeah, in terms of longevity, uh, it's still Fallout, so that doesn't count. Civilization really sucks some hours out of my life. There you go. And I've got to force myself not to play that because it just... If I lost my job or was somehow crippled, <laughs> I could easily just disappear into that game. So mm. Well, I, I think I think that just sums it up for me. But mm. as older gamers, it's just like, because we don't have time to game anymore, yeah. that one game that has sucked hours out of our lives, that's got to be our best game of mm. the year. So, and yeah. Vin is a young student stuff a lot like you know <laughs> you stick to the genre and um story making um yeah like so ever since i got the new ps4 um i've been trying to play uncharted 4 yeah so if that came out this year maybe i would have said that was the game of the year for me uh the um, um lost the dlc pack that came uh, i didn't know that was that dlc yeah that's cool so um but yeah so i'm trying to like slug through all these games and all this backlog of games because mm. i'm i'm basically three years late to the ps4 like genre our pile games. of shames are getting bigger and bigger as you get older <laughs> used to be like oh man i bought i bought um uh horizon zero dawn at the beginning of the year and i haven't touched it yet now oh, yeah, that's now really now been... it's yeah now it's more like oh well i bought fallout 4 last yeah. year and i still haven't played yeah. it that's... i've really been meaning to play horizon yeah, yeah. well uh, good job everyone's got yeah. a, a diverse uh, array of answers for games yeah. and again and one guys... of the main reasons i don't have time to play them is because i'm watching netflix so oh. we've got to at least pick a favorite netflix for me it's just or been, TV show in general. Yeah, or to any any kind of streaming service. Um, that seems to be one that I end up on the most. I've been enjoying The Walking Dead, and even Fear the Walking Dead's gotten a lot better. But and it's I just finished the last episode season of, of season two Walking today Dead. after watching two seasons in like a week. Uh, the Expanse. That's my pick. It's the Expanse. Me. Yep, it's amazing. It's better than Star show. Trek Discovery. I haven't seen the Orville, so I can't really rate that. But apparently, it's also better than that, according to most of the. Um, forums I've been like perusing mm. so yeah no that's that's where I'm putting my chips then what about you for television um, I'll let you go first because I am stuck because alright uh, well I've got two choices based on basically which season was best this year obviously recurring mm. shows like you know like obviously you know Game of Thrones was a big season this year like you know mm. a lot of the you know, we've, we've diverted from the books and um, the big, like, victories towards the end has come in. But that's not my choice. I personally think um, the best season of television for a current season was uh, Better Call Saul, um, season three. Yeah. The writing and the cinematography and the character right. play, like, one episode just set in a courtroom um, yep, for... Yep, uh, I remember. That season was <laughs> fantastic. Like, you know, season one and season two was just like, oh, yeah, it's a spinoff of Breaking Bad. And mm. people liked it, but they weren't sort of feeling it just like... You know, when is it going to get to the Breaking Bad stuff? You know, when oh, yeah. the world sort of merged. See, now you've said that, that reminds me of how but much I love that. Breaking Bad. Hector Salamanca. Be- yeah. Better Call Saul Season 3 really Man. just Gus. made it its own. That Jesus. was a fantastic season. Yeah. Um, um, but my favorite um, uh, series that, like, you know, first thing that came out this year, I've talked about it before on the show, uh, Mindhunter. Just, uh, yeah. just a really good, um, suspenseful serial killer set in the 70s mm. um, TV show. Just one of those Netflix originals that just gets lost in the shovel there's so You've many seen good stranger things season seen two anything? yeah i've seen stranger yeah. things season two and like yeah it's great so much it's amazing good. content is, it, come is out. it better than season one no no well, it's never gonna give you the same punch no. in the face that yeah. season one was but oh, okay i mean apparently it still stands up but 
Right. I haven't seen it all yet because I'm kind of dual watching it with a friend, so it's kind of hard to. Um, I have to wait, otherwise I'd be Netflix cheating. Yep. Yeah. So it's been quite painful. Same with Mindhunter. Um, but yeah, no, there's there's so many. There's Mindhunter, they've got Stranger Things, of Game of Thrones. I'm not going to say the Marvel shows. Um, um, I think Walking what about Dead's... the um, Arrowverse shows? Oh, see, the Arrowverse shows. I think it's a massive mistake to have all four shows. To you have to watch all four shows to get any continuity and to watch the crossover. It took me eight hours to watch Arrow, the whole season mm. of Arrow, um, last season. Um, so that's why it's not my favorite show of the year. <laughs> it, it's more of a chore. It's pretty cheesy, the yeah. Arrow one. Like, I don't it's mind it, but cheesy, it's just, yeah. oh, it's on the nose sometimes. I'm going to choose a different answer for the sake of it. I'll say Master of None Season 2. Oh, oh, right? I've heard so many good things um, of Master of yeah. None. He's a short yeah. Indian guy who loves it's white girls. Yep. So he's like he has his ethnic own parents on the show. Yeah, and that's his real parents on the yeah. show. And as a comedian, he's trying to be an actor, not to be typecasted. And it's all relatable. Like He mm. talks about relationships acting career family cultural barriers as well and he's like he's a muslim but he loves to eat pork burgers right yeah he's not really a practicing muslim. yeah he's not a practicing muslim he's like but mom that 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 food festival is amazing like just mm. let me eat pork like not at the dinner table but behind your back is that cool right and then they had to reach a compromise in one of those episodes okay like, i really think you need to see big sick then because that's pretty mm. much on the yeah, yeah I, was gonna, I was gonna say yeah. so um cool uh yes yeah <laughs> i got a, 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 a you know, honourable mention to the Ozarks. That's an amazing show. Yeah, I've heard great things about that too. Yeah. Um, and there's a new one um, that just came out, if you love Westworld, which would have been my pick, but then I checked and it's 2016. That's yeah. correct. And yeah. I, just, yeah. I just bought the 4K um, box set, by the way. Yeah, I saw that Did in JD. Did you play that on it's your on PlayStation on your separate player, Blu-ray player? No, you I play played it on the PS4. Yep, or the Xbox One. It's 4K. Okay. You, wait, you got a PS4 Pro. Yeah. They, and the PS4, there is an upgrade for 4K, mm. uh, but it doesn't have um, DVR, and um, you need a 4K TV, obviously. Yeah. Which I'm Shotgun. waiting for. Because yeah. I've but read you can, that. You got a PS4 Pro, so you can play. Because mm. Westworld has DVD, Blu ray, and then apparently 4K Ultra Violet, yeah, whatever yeah, that's it is. What I've got. So I'm like, yeah. So what was the quality like um, compared to the, um, the streaming? I bought it like yesterday. Okay. But um, <laughs> the they're on special because it just came out. So it's yeah. down to like 45 from 60 something. So That's pretty good. Yeah. And it's got, I looked at it. I was like, oh, I've already got it sort of on Foxtel. I could just watch it again. But then I saw the extras and there's all the commentaries and the special features. And I'm like, that's it. You got me. And it's got that really cool box. So yeah. it's nice to give back in a way to, I know, actually... A lot of the Westworld, we ended up torrenting because uh, my housemate. Not you. you, yeah, you, me, me. I do not. Uh, so. When we watched the ep- first episode yeah. streamed on Netflix, was that 4K or was that 1080p? Do you remember 1080p? Yeah. Okay, because the the quality there was still stunning. Yeah, I I, I looked there. Yeah. Um, so 4K. Oh. Westworld was the yeah. first show on Apple iTunes to be 4K, something like that. But yeah, not the streamed um, episodes that are on um, Netflix. Mm. I read on the Wikipedia so, that like Westworld was the what the most watched HBO show, like the f- premiere. The premiere, like obviously, yeah. like they put big money into it because they wanted to be the next Game of Thrones mm. as that winds down. Um, and like, yeah, just like the premiere, the first episode, like yeah, oh, a lot of butts and seats. So good, man. yeah. So I'm really looking forward to um, season two. Yeah, so that'll probably be my pick of next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, worst yeah. shows, I'm going to go with Iron Fist. Oh, yeah, that was this year. Yep. I haven't seen that either. Or so. Death Note. That was pretty that ordinary. Was a film. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be worst film. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't a series, but it was on Netflix. 
So, yeah, that was probably my biggest disappointment. Um, Movie-wise, yeah, Transformers was pretty awful. Uh, It's a Transformer. I can't really go what my worst film was because I tend to avoid... I'm very good at avoiding bad films. I'll probably just go with the most disappointing. So, I'll probably have to say just Suicide Squad. Um, Mm. The potential, stuff like... No, it was this year. No, it's not. It's got to be, yeah. I don't... Wait, was it August? <laughs> no, it was it like has to April. Be this year. It was like February. Uh, it was like it was early, really early. Wow. No. Fuck you. I don't know, man. <laughs> it won an Oscar for best makeup, and that was the beginning of the year. Yeah, and yeah. The the um, Oscars was in February, and um, Suicide Squad. Wait, oh god. We had the to Google the expert. Go to here. the Google expert. Yeah, I'm like, we saw it. I'm pretty sure Suicide Squad came this year, <laughs> and then they had um, and they had um, Wonder okay. Woman. I'm gonna bet you um. A beer that I'm right. You don't drink beer. Yeah, you don't. I drink cider. Here you go. Yeah, where's my cider tonight, by the way? <laughs> this ain't a hotel. Next time. I'll be inside of you. Well, uh, while Patrick's looking for that, I'll say... 2016. Yeah. Okay, no, um, it's not corrected. No, fantastic. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Um, let's say, okay, well, I think, all I can think about is the comic book movies and just think, which one disappointed me the most? And, mm. you know, as much as I want to go into negativities and like, none of them really disappointed me. Like, you know, I was like, I have Guardians Volume Two felt formulaic. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, uh, I don't care I think what Thor was surprisingly that. funny, but at the same time, it didn't feel like a Thor movie. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Wonder Woman was fantastic. Um, Spider Man was good. Could have been better. Um, oh god, so many superheroes. Such a hate. You have the cringe. All my favorite movies. <laughs> oh. oh well, yeah, probably Logan was just fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah, we can all agree on that at least. Yeah, yeah, Logan yeah was good. Definitely. I'll say. For the sake of difference, I'll say Power Rangers because I haven't seen many movies. I was going to say maybe Murder on Orient Express. Um, that was a bad film. I, I like that for the strong production design, so I just go back to Power Rangers. Um, it was very confusing. You didn't know what to be like a truly dark teen drama or like more lighthearted. But I'll say the the villain who was the actress Rita Repulsa, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, Elizabeth she, Banks was pretty she, good. Yeah, yeah, I admit she got that. it. She was awesome. Um, but every, everything else, minus the Asian guy, miserable. It's like Brian Cranston is just a miserable son in a war. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Breaking Bad guy. Yeah, yeah, um, and that was speaking of Brian Cranston. He was in Godzilla, and they pretty much all the trailers were like, "Yeah, it's Brian, guy from Breaking Bad," yeah. and then he was in it for five minutes. Um, yeah, oh, exactly. Another, How disappointing! Yeah, there was, was another movie that's Bait and switch. Another movie that's coming out very shortly. Like, um, oh yeah, um, the um, the Matt Damon movie coming out about getting shrunk. Like oh, that, that looks oh, really like, good. Yeah, you know what I found cool. out? Is I found Kristen Wiig, his wife and stuff and all that, like in the trailers about them yeah. and stuff and that. She's in it for ten minutes. What? Exactly. It's just you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> well, oh. yeah, it's important to know. You can find out why. Like you'll Damn. figure out why. We want to spoil, but like, yeah, it's yeah. like. Damn. All right. I like her. She's funny. She's like the whole Steven Seagal thing in. Um, mm. Oh, was that movie from the nineties? It's like something exposure or something like that, or like it was like this. Yeah, he made a lot of. It's like movies. this political thriller and stuff, and like Steven Seagal's over the posters, and he like he dies in the first ten minutes, and then it's all about <laughs> Christian Slater and Kurt Russell and John Travolta or something like that. Oh, that's remember. pretty good. Yeah. Wow. Speaking about disappointments, did you guys hear about Oz Comic Con and that announcement on Facebook? And ah, they wanted to remember cancel um, Adelaide and Perth. Yeah, I knew events. there was something. Well, those um, massive markets. Yeah, yeah. Basically, so, it's only going to be really small cons there from now on, and anyone that lives in Adelaide will have to go to Melbourne. For a big convention and... Um, Perth can go to uh, India. <laughs> yeah, <they're screwed. laughs> Perth is screwed. It's a Sorry. long way, man. Yeah. Why do you live so far away from everything? Thank God we live in Sydney. Uh, also, they go and buy overhead costs and stuff and like, mm. you know, attendance. 
like obviously like there's some huge passionate crowds out there especially Adelaide like you know yeah. Avcon Ad- Adelaide uh, Anime Con or whatever it's called is and they're still going to have Supernova best um, convention yeah. in Australia that's um, one thing to note yeah there'll always be just one a year or is it in Sydney we get a bit spoiled with the two big ones plus you know a few other things like what's coming up is that Walking Dead um <sighs> Thing, which is like $150 yes. for the weekend but that doesn't include any I don't give a shit I'm paying I think, I think Melbourne wins I'm for if I was She's really paying. honest like, yeah. because they got Supernova Armageddon um, Oscomicon yeah. PAX obviously yeah, and, the Mecca um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah that's it I'm moving <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which is funny because Nova's Supernova's a Brisbane this, thing. this reminds like, me the Genesis that's the big the biggest show is actually always in Brisbane because that's oh, where okay. it starts but then they have the Gold Coast like you know an hour away it reminds me, um, back in the E3 conferences, Xbox, when they wanted to release the new Xbox One, they said you had to be online like full-time and uh, we didn't allow trading of games or, or use games. Oh, yeah, yeah, the original. And then the PlayStation Sony conference countered that by saying, you yeah. don't need to be online, you can trade games anytime, you can play offline, it's all good. And then everyone started cheering. It reminds me of that because Supernova had a post the very next day or hour yeah. saying... These are our entire dates for the entire next three years and we're going to support Perth and Adelaide, no problem. Mate, they're going to get more tickets. They're, they're, yeah, they're, that, they're that winning right now in, in the Con Wars. Three well, years minus Pats, right? But basically, yeah, mm. it's it was a like, funny a social win for them, Ooh. Which is kind of a pity for me because I've found that Oz Comic Con are a lot more amenable in terms of organizing media passes and just in general... Like being good guys, whereas Supernova had a lot of issues with yeah. kicking people out and all that sort of thing. So, quick one: yeah. What was your con of the year, twenty seventeen? Oh yeah, well, I didn't go. To, I didn't go to PAX, man. I would. Mm. Yeah, but that's my con of the year. Yeah. My experience of like you know what you most like you know it's like you went to Nova and I was yeah. Comic Con and Smash, and you just choose which was your personal best, which had the best memory and feelings for you, man. I'll say Supernova because there was a Star Wars um, Guinness World Records meetup to which see they didn't. which they didn't meet. It was all about the fun, okay? <laughs> it was about the, the, the passion and the energy. And um, the Guinness World Records guy saw my cardboard and was like, "Dude, that's awesome!" So, like, shout out so to that. For guy. me, it's easily. Um, I was Comic Con at Darling Harbour because I got to go with my son. Oh, yeah, right. So that's the strongest memories of any of them. And the, the new venue was good, and it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Despite our complaints about the traffic, but well, the inside was a bit cramped. It was small, but you know. And uh, you, you you don't need to know my answer. Obviously, it's packs, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Um, or anything like that. And like, hopefully, next twenty eighteen um, will be um, Vin and Pat's answer as well. Um, uh, your favorite con is popcorn. Okay, oh, I actually like popcorn. <laughs> uh, it'll be a while before we see it's that again. Stab. No, definitely, uh, we'll be up we'll for a packs for sure next first. year. <laughs> yeah, my favorite con year. is con the fruiter. Next year, we're all going to packs. Get back to you on that, but uh, for now, I think that uh, wraps up 2017. Hopefully, bigger and brighter things next year. We might change the format up a bit. Vin is going to take a little bit of a break. Possibly, oh, it is with a heavy heart that I will be leaving Banana Split. As oh, you're going to split per- the banana, That's- I will split the banana. I will oh. no longer be a permanent co-host with Patrick. Uh, just want to say. Uh, for the past seven months, it was so incredible. Uh, when Patrick pitched me this idea, I was like, I, what, what's a podcast, right? I just listened to Joe Rogan videos and I, so I'm like, oh, all he does is like do that. Um, and then he wanted to do, do movie reviews and then basically encapsulate all our thoughts into this digital format. And I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. I've got some spare mics I might use. And 
Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was just, my parents were cool seeing like a white guy just coming into my room and with candy and beer. <laughs> <laughs> On a regular basis. And then, and then they... We did they, turn up with some girls eventually. Right. Yeah, it was, it was good. And my dad's like, why is he here? It's like, are you guys doing anything funny? And it's like... He didn't really say that. Oh he, my God. Afterwards. Wow. You're telling us this now? <laughs> but no, nah, they're cool that with it. Man. They, they say jokingly. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. it was it was an amazing uh, experience. I hope to come on as a guest and hopefully David, I don't know, maybe as, as a co-host in the future. But yeah, maybe. thanks a lot, everyone. This is like, it's just like yeah, available. This is news to me and stuff and all that. Like, you know, we're going to be banana split or we're going to change the line. Yeah. Like cookies and cream I, I or love you all, That's guys. That's nice. To yeah, all damn. the five I'll people that watch the show. Or something. Cookies and cream, no. wow. Vin, Vin's been a rock. Or salt and pepper. Vin's been a rock in this um, production. Yeah, I was just editing as well. I try yeah. to lend my voice as much as I can. And you guys provide like the, the cream, the, the vanilla the flavor, whatever you call it. Um, the, the fact that it's just very local. Um, you know, Patrick loves to support the local arts at cons where it's like Penrith Pavilion or PopCon or other like markets in here. And that's what we need. And mm. Banana Split is a strong reflection of that and i hope it continues for the many years to come um and please right. download and watch it please oh, i'm gonna miss you man yeah favorite podcast 2017 banana split <laughs> especially our um, blade runner episode i think that was a personal yeah uh, there's so many good ones out like there that, yeah. yeah and our star wars review last week i think that was one of the best as well <laughs> absolutely and i, I love history. hazel's um episode yeah. oh god yeah. Wow, that was so the theory yeah no i look yeah. forward to bringing back a lot of our guests and, yeah um well, yeah, I've, I came in halfway through this process yeah. um, and stuff just as a guest, as just like because I was yeah. able to fill in for someone else, and from you know our both the, the both hosts' feedback and um, yeah the listeners as well, just giving feedback that like mm. we like you. I'm like, wow, that's yeah, very at least, reassuring. Yeah, the two or three dozen that we have, yeah, you know, exactly, have been like positive. That. So you know, we can only go from here. Yeah. Well, it's been a North. wonderful, wonderful 2017, guys. I'm sure yep. all you nerds out there have a lot of films to see, have a lot of cons to go to, to prep as well. Uh, we hope to see you next year just to try and kick ass, but please continue listening to us. Patrick, David, all the crew, he's going to have a ton more guests yep. next year and beyond. I'll be able to travel. I'm going to get some of my own gear. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Um, Everybody have a safe holiday period, um, Christmas and New Year's, you know, whether you're with family or friends. Or, you know, just catching mm. up on the games you haven't touched and all that yeah. then. Have a great time. Be safe. Um, good love. And let, let's hope 2018's um, a great year ahead for all of us. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Vin. My name is David. Enjoy your dessert. And for the very last time, grab some dessert and get the hell out of here. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit braintrustbros.com.